Hello, welcome to the St. Paul's Podcast, where you'll find talks from our Sunday services. For more information, feel free to check out our website, stpauls.co.uk. Thank you. We've been thinking about what it means to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did. And in the midst of that, we've been thinking, what will it take to see a move of God amongst us? What will it take to see more of God in our midst, to see more of us outpouring outside to our community and seeing people come to faith? And that's why we're looking a bit at spiritual disciplines, this, this term, and looking at what, what does it mean to journey with Jesus and go deeper with Jesus. And uh, we're going to talk about one today, which is a bit of a tricky one. It's not the easiest one, and so please don't hate me at the end of this. I'm going to try and convince you to do something you might not want to do, um, but it's in the Bible somewhere, so uh, trust that it's, it's actually something God might be inviting you to journey with. Um, and um, what we're going to look at today is we're going to look at fasting and um, the first thing I want to mention is that uh, I know and I've lived very closely with people with certain issues with, with eating and eating disorders and all of that. So if you're in that category, please kind of try and think of everything I say. Don't think of it of fasting, but think of it of praying or something different. Because I know it is certain delicated, delicate kind of situations with fasting and with not eating, and especially if, if you're going through certain illnesses, or you're pregnant, or other things, it's highly kind of recommended that you don't fast and speak to someone before even, even considering it. Uh, but for those of you in, in a different situation, uh, you, you might want to consider this as, as a discipline in your life. And my, my goal for this evening, and it's quite, quite a high one, is that by the end of this evening, Around 50% of you will choose to fast one day next week. What do you think about that? Am I aiming too high? Are you thinking like, what is going to happen? I better go to the toilet now, go back home. So I'm not part of that 50%. Um, but fasting in the Bible is basically choosing not to eat for a period of time. Um, it's, we, in Lent, we choose to abstain from stuff. We choose not to eat chocolate or not to drink alcohol or not to watch Netflix or other things. And fasting is kind of that, but with food. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm sure, again, if, if you've got something to do with food which, which is maybe unhealthy, then maybe choose to abstain instead. Some of you might choose to abstain from watching rugby for a while, especially after the game last night. Uh, but... That's, that's quite an easy abstention, especially coming to World Cup and playing against Argentina in a few months' time. Um, but the Bible is full of, of talking about fasting. We see Moses fast at the beginning of the Bible. We see a corporate fast of the, the Jewish people for three days in the time of Esther. We see David committed to fasting and fasting a few times, especially when he's done something wrong. He chooses to fast and come back to God. It's actually mentioned 70 times in the Bible. So it's something that's pretty much at the heart of the Bible. So to kind of ease us a bit, let's, let's look at a bit... Let's look at very British problems and see how does this relate to fasting. So these are comments on very British problems from the last month. And you can relate to this and fasting. Could do. Translation, nope. <laughs> Nobody said anything for weeks. You think you've got away with it. 
then the text comes through. Still fancy fasting tomorrow. At the end of this service, you might think, it's certainly food for thought. Translation, you're wrong, but I'm tired. I stopped listening a while ago. I didn't understand, but it's okay. It's time to change the subject, please. Please stop and go away. Quite a few probably saying, please go away now before you even start. So let's go through a bit of Bible. So we're going to do a bit of Bible digging today and a bit of uh, quotes from different people. So there's going to be more kind of screen stuff than usual, more things to read together than usual, because it's quite a, a big theme. So in Acts 13, we find this is the early church, the first church, and it says, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So you can see already the first church, the first gathering of Christians, they used to fast together. And they didn't just do it individually, they did it corporately. Like all together, they say, okay, well, let's fast and really search for God. And as they fasted and searched for God, God kind of would give them direction and empower them for the work they had to do. We find also uh, Jesus speaking with his disciples saying, when you fast, I love it. He's not saying, like, if you fast, if you ever want to fast. He's saying, when you fast. There's this assumption that they would fast. And he says, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. And if you remember, remember the beginning of the Bible, Genesis 1, what, what's happening there? Adam and Eve, they, they have tented with what? with a bit of food, a fruit, and they eat from that f- fruit, and, and that kind of starts a, a really big kind of things that happen that are all negative, because they choose to disrespect God and do what they're not supposed to. But they start by eating an apple, and then years later, Jesus comes into, into place. He is... Um, anointed to, to go out and start his ministry. And what does he do? He's 40 days fasting in the desert. And what's the first thing he's tempted with? He's a bit of bread saying, would you like to have some of this? And he says, no, my bread is the word of God. For me, the word is, the, the what I eat from is the word of God. And therefore, it's, it's kind of, there's this kind of real connection in, in the Bible about this fasting and dedication to God. And there's very many different types of ta- fasts. There's half-day fast, which we see in the Bible, people fasting sort of morning and midday and then eating in the evening. We see 24-hour fast, we see three-day fast, we see a, sea, a week fast, we see three weeks fast, and we do 40 days fast. Um, but it's been kind of part of what uh, followers of God have done from the beginning. And even if you look at the first church, so the second, third century church, they would fast two times a week. So every Wednesday and every Friday, they would fast. But later on, the church also had many abuses with fasting and these, these kind of things that would draw us closer to God. And because of these abuses, because of, of the damage they created, the church kind of stopped doing them. But it doesn't mean that they're not good. And one of the, the big people into fasting was John Wesley. And um, John Wesley is one of my heroes. He's a bit extreme. He's a bit like out there 
but he, he is one of my heroes. And he says this, uh, and I love what he had to say. This is 18th century. He says, bear up the hands that hang down by faith and prayer. Support, support the tottering knees. Have you any days of fasting and prayer? Storm the throne of grace and persevere therein, and mercy will come down. I love this idea of storm the throne of grace. He's saying, we've got this throne of grace, this access to God. Why aren't we storming in? Why aren't we taking advantage of the fact that we can come to our creator, to the creator of the universe, to the one who holds everything? Why don't we just storm in to this throne? And as they stormed in, and as they came in prayer and fasting, they saw probably the biggest revival in history in this land because they understood that as we draw near to God, as we storm the throne of grace, then he outpours his spirit and does some amazing things. They understood this principle of drawing near to God, and he draws near to us, and he does his work through us. And, And then he says this, I desired as many as could to join together in fasting and prayer that God would restore the spirit of love and a sound mind to the poor deluded rebels in America. They're lovely. He says the poor deluded rebels. But what is he saying? It's again this principle that as we draw near to God, as we come to him, he wants to just outpour his spirit. He wants to give of himself to us. And he's inviting us to kind of storm the throne of grace, to come to his presence asking for more of him. And that's what, what they did. But again, this is it's not a law. The Bible never says you have to fast. It never says you have to fast these days. It doesn't have to, never says how regularly anything. But we, we see this assumption that we would fast because it's an invitation. It's not a, a kind of you have to do this to earn God's love. You don't have to do this to earn forgiveness or to earn God's grace. But actually, it's an invitation to go deeper with God. It's an invitation. It's kind of God saying, come, draw near, come and be with me because I want to bless you. I want to fill you with your spirit. And fasting is one of the ways in which we do that. And two weeks ago, we were at New Wine Leaders um, and it was a really lovely time. I was kind of quite moved by God as, as like, you know, when you start you're moved by God, you start promising all these things. Like in my head, when I'm moved by God, I say like, now I'm going to spend three hours in prayer every day, and we're going to go and change the nation. And then Monday comes up, and it's like, oh, what did I say? What did I do? Um, So Tuesday, um, I I was remembering um, this, and I I was um, having my, my breakfast Tuesday morning, I suddenly remembered that last week I'd I'd told God I'm going to fast every Tuesday. And here I was with my toast in my hand, remembering that. And then Sonia, this was this Tuesday, Sonia was asking me, so uh, are you doing anything Sunday? I said, yes, I'm preaching. What are you preaching on? Fasting. And I suddenly looked at my toast, remembering my promise, and said, oh, this is terrible. Um, But this is is life, isn't it? Like life with God, I did fast on on Thursday, though. I did compensate. Uh, But... But isn't it kind of part of it is we, we want to go, draw near to God. We want to do all of these things, and sometimes we don't. And, and that's right. There's grace. If you didn't fast on Tuesday, fast on, on Thursday. Or if you didn't pray today, pray tomorrow. If you haven't fasted in the last 10 years, it doesn't matter. You can do something next week. Because that's how God operates. He just wants us to come closer to him. 
So the question is, why is it good to, to fast? Why, why do we choose not to eat? It, it, it is a bit of a weird thing, isn't it? Like most things, we, we can see the, the obvious response to it. It's pretty obvious that if you read the Bible, then you'll know more about God and it'll change the way you think. It's like a very easy to see the cause and the effect. While fasting, it's a bit different, isn't it? It's not as simple as kind of prayer or other things. And, and I'm going to give three reasons why I think fasting is important. And one is because we fast because we love God and we just want to do it for him. Secondly, because we are working on our soul, on our flesh. Um, the difference, our soul, uh, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, is, is our will, our emotions, our thoughts. Um, and our flesh, in the Bible, there's this word called flesh, which is basically our kind of not very good desires, our kind of our desires that aren't great, that kind of live in, in us, in our soul really, in our mind, in our heart. There's some things that, that are wrong. And um, we fast because we are fighting our flesh. We're, we're giving kind of a battle to our flesh and saying we want something different. And we're trying to, to kind of extinguish those bad desires. And... Uh, thirdly, we fast because it's a way of intercession. It's a way of praying with our bodies, which sounds a bit strange. But you know, when, when we're worshipping, some people dance, some people raise their hands, some people clap, and that's worshipping with our bodies. When we choose to fast, in a way, we are praying with our body. We are choosing not to eat, and in that, we are with our body praying to God, even though we also spend time praying, obviously, when we're fasting. So let's start by looking at how does this affect our soul or our flesh and our flesh. And my good friend John Markhammer, he's not my friend, but I, I like him a lot. He says, our battle is not against other people at all. It's a war on lies. And the problem is less that we tell lies and more that we live them. We let false narratives about reality into our bodies and they wreak havoc in our souls. So part of fasting is, is that battle in our souls to kind of to leave, leave kind of our, our, our flesh, our bad instincts, and pick up more of who God is. It's training our bodies. It's saying um, to our bodies, you're not in control. It's saying to our bodies, you know, when you're hungry, it, it suddenly takes over. And in a way, we're telling our bodies, you're not in control. There's something bigger than you, and that's our God, not only of bread do we live, but of every word that comes from the mouth of God. And, and as I mentioned, this is what happens in, I mentioned a few weeks ago, this is how, how we are, we are spirit, soul, and, and body. And when we are fasting, we are giving a battle in our soul to make it more like Jesus, to become more like Jesus. And I know it's hard, it's hard to, to fast sometimes, and it's far, hard to give a battle, but the question is, is it worth it? Is it worth fighting a battle inside of us, in our minds and in our emotions, to be more like Jesus? A friend of mine who is, is actually coming to preach next week in this service, uh, he's about to run an ultramarathon, which is seven days of marathons. And he's crazy, like seven days, 42 kilometers every, every day for seven days. And after that, he's coming back. He's going to spend, uh, I think, a month and a half, and then he's going to run a 100-kilometer run. Um, so, and, and I was chatting with him about kind of how do you train and all of that. 
And I was thinking, if you ask me today, would you like to be able to run a marathon tomorrow? I'd say, yes, of course. I'd love to be able to run a marathon. If you ask me, would you like to train for four months, three hours a day to run a marathon? It's not worth it. Like, I'd, I'd like to be fit, like fitter, definitely. But would I like to spend the next four months training that much just to run a marathon? That's probably not. Um, uh, but... And I think that's what happens with, with our soul. Sometimes we, we know that there's a bit of work to do, but we, are we willing to, to give, it, give the fight? Are we willing to work in it to become more like Jesus? Are we willing to work on, on the stuff that's not great in us? And we all have stuff that's not great in us to become more like Jesus. And fasting is one of the ways we do that. David, when he came to, to God in, in humility because he'd done something terrible, he says this, he says, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. So what is he doing? He, why did he do that? Because he wanted to fight his, his inner instincts that weren't good, his unhealthy instincts. He's saying there's something in me that's doing something wrong, and I want to fight that. I want, I want to change, and I want to give it a proper fight. And therefore, he comes to God in fasting to change, to be able to change the way he is. And then we find in Joel chapter 2, and says, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. He says, come and give a battle in, in, in your heart. There is a battle in your heart and in your minds. Come and fight it. That's God's invitation. And in Joel 2, it's a very well-known passage because it then talks about the outpouring of the Spirit that, that um, we see in Acts but the whole of the chapter says, God is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. He says, I'm sending you grain and new wine. He says, I'll pour out my spirit on all peoples. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And God is promising all of this, but he's inviting them, come to me. Come to me with humility. Come to me, in this case, with all your heart and with fasting. So there is this one aspect of fasting that has to do with fighting a battle in our souls. And the second one is, is we come to God in fast to intercede, to pray for stuff. There's certain things that uh, are hard to pray for and coming in fasting, it some, for some mysterious way, has kind of more power. It says, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders from them in each church. And with prayer and fasted, committing, committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. And when they had something important to do, what they said is, we're going to fast. We're going to come really with all our hearts to God and empower them with the Spirit. said, but we come with fasting because this is important. We come to really commit this time to God. Um, and in a way, this... This kind of fasting and praying is a bit like prayer 2.0. It's like a bit more focused prayer. When we come to, to God in prayer with, with something that's kind of heavy in our hearts, with something that's important for us, when we come with fasting, it's a bit like a more exciting or, I don't know, more focused prayer. Um, when I started working here, I chose to fast for three days before starting because I knew it was an important task. And in a way, when, when we want something... Uh, kind of to connect with God in a special way when we're doing something, then fasting is a way in which we can do that. Look at what Mark 9 says. 
And I know I'm, I'm reading a lot, but it's, there's a lot in the Bible about fasting. And it says, and when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? He's talking about casting a demon. And Jesus says, so he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So there's some things that it seems like we need to put more focus in our prayer and we need to come to God in fasting to make it happen, to connect with him and make it happen. And there's a bit of mystery here because um, how, how does prayer actually work and fasting work and how, how do we connect with God when we're praying for something? There is a degree of mystery, but Jesus is telling them this only comes out of fasting and prayer. This only comes out when we focus our life in prayer to really pray for something. So I'm not, I don't know if someone knows exactly how that works, but there is a degree of trusting God and coming to him with all our heart and with all our intention, which actually kind of activates him to do certain things that if we didn't come that way, he probably wouldn't. And it's, it's quite hard to know when and how that works, but there is a definite call in the Bible to say, come with all your heart, come with intention, and sometimes come with fasting to make things happen. And thirdly, and lastly, and most importantly, we fast for God. And look at this, this kind of, this verse in Zechariah 7 is really powerful. It says, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months for the past 70 years, was it really for me that you fasted? God is telling his people, you're doing all these religious things, but why are you doing it? Are you really doing it for me? Are you coming to church for me? Are you singing songs of worship for me? Are you reading the Bible for me? Why are you doing it? What's your intention? What's your motive? And then further on it says, they had made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by Spirit through the earlier prophets. God wants us for who we are. And he wants us to fast for him more than anything else. We fast because we're starting uh, something. We fast because we're looking for direction. We fast because we want to focus and pray for something. But at the end of the day, God wants us to come and fast for him. Just for him. Just for us to spend more intimate time with him. And, I, and this question nearly breaks me because it says, when you fasted, did you really fast for me? When you're doing all these things, all these religious acts, all the stuff we do at church, do you, did we really do it for him? Because God wants us, more than anything else, more in our prayers, more in our worship, more in our money, he wants us. He wants our heart. And he wants us to fast for him. My kids, when they want something, they come and say something lovely. Come and say, like, one of my sons comes and says, Pretty mummy, and whenever he says pretty mummy, you know he's going to ask for something. Or he comes to ask for something, and he says, Daddy, can I have that pretty please? And, and he's trying to kind of gain my love and then for me to kind of soften and give him what he wants. And I think sometimes we see fasting like that. Like we, we're trying to kind of show God, Look, I've done all of this, now you have to do that. And actually, what God is saying in this verse is, do you, Are you doing it for me? Are you really doing it? for me. And I was having a chat with 
Sam Goodman this, uh, this week, and we were talking about fasting, uh, and we were talking about kind of how much should you share when you fast or not, because the Bible says, like, when you're fasting, don't kind of show how you are. Uh, I was telling him, I, I don't like really sharing about the times I've fasted. He said, but yeah, but you have to, like, how, how do we encourage each other if you're not telling each other what we've been doing? And, um, and therefore, I'm going to share a time when I fasted for a bit longer than, than a day. And, um, and so I decided I had fasted for a week one year, and the next year I said, I'm going to fast a bit longer. So I decided to fast for 16 days, and this was drinking juice, so it wasn't just kind of uh, no, no kind of energy coming in. And, um, and I remember when, when, I was, when I was kind of fasting, rem- I remember thinking... I was, I was really expecting an angel to show up. I was, kind of, I was expecting a kind of really high level of sense of God speaking to me. Like an angel would have been kind of fair enough for 16 days fasting. Uh, and, and by the end, I was like, it was nice. I spent time with God and I journaled and I felt God did speak to me in some, some ways. But it was like, it wasn't that great. And, and then after that, I came back to these verses God saying, was it really for me that you fasted? And I was thinking, yeah, I was just trying to get something out of God. Even if it was a bit of guidance, it's still something out of him. So the next year, I fasted for three weeks. And I said, I'm coming with no expectations. And it was lovely. And it wasn't super special either. It was nice. It's really good times with God. But uh, in my heart, I knew I was fasting for him. I was fasting to be with God. And at the end of the day, that is why you fast. And how do we do that? James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. There's an invitation to draw nearer to him and to let him change us. So I'm going to encourage us, now that I've kind of finished, to think of maybe next week, maybe do a half day, have a regular pattern of going deeper with God in a different way, praying or reading my Bible, what can I do to just draw near to this God who's calling me with all, my, with all his heart? All he wants is a deeper relationship with you. All he wants is for you to know how much he loves you and for you to go deeper with him so that you can be with him, become like him and do what he, he calls you to do. That's the invitation from God. And fasting is one of the ways we can do that. So my, my challenge is, think of this verse we've just read. How many times have you fasted for me? And then it says, their hearts were hardened. Their hearts were hard, and they weren't willing to do that for him. And I wonder, are our hearts a bit hard? And that's why we find it very hard to come to God in prayer, or to sacrifice a bit of time just to read our Bibles, or to sacrifice a bit of hunger to be able to fast for half a day? Is our heart so hardened that we can't draw near to him? Because all God wants is for us to come to him. He's got his arms wide open, wanting us to come. I'm going to invite us to to just spend a, a little bit of time praying and thinking about this. So I'm going to give you a minute in silence. Think about what, what do you want to do to draw near to God, to step a bit closer it can be fast, it can be prayer, it can be something different. But what will, do you want to do next week to come a bit closer to God? And if we remain with our eyes closed, 
as I was praying this week for what was happening today, I asked God, is there anything you want to share with us? And there's two things that, that came across. One is, we're talking about a spiritual discipline, something that helps us go near to God. And I think God just wants to say to some of us, you're already loved. There's nothing you need to do to earn my love. There's nothing you need to do to earn my grace. You're mine already. And the other thing I heard from God was that some people might think, but I've already tried this. I've already done my best to try and go near to God and it's just so hard. And I've tried so many times. I think God might be saying, well, try something a bit different. Try a different way of praying. Try a different way of drawing near to me. And God, we, we need you. We want you. We know you want us. You know you love us. But we come with hardened hearts, with stuff that needs to change in our flesh, in our soul. We come as we are, Lord, and we want to say it from the deepest part of our hearts. We want you. We pray to you. We fast for you. We live for you. Even though we don't always do it, that's our heart's desire. And we want to come to you together this evening. We want to come to your presence, Lord, and just say that we want you more than anything else. I'm going to invite us to stand and worship together.